Let me ask you a question. Do you know where your money goes the moment you make it? Do you have a plan for that money? Are you keeping it in the right place? If you're like most small business owners, they're focused on only one side of the money equation, the making of the money. Rarely are they even thinking about where to put that money and how to handle that money once it's been made. Today, I want to dive into a very practical and simple topic. I want to share with you the five bank accounts that you need, yes, five, as a small business owner to be healthy, to be smart, to have little stress, and to make sure you are getting ahead for the future. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 97 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Thanks for hanging with me, friend. I hope you're well. hope you're staying healthy and safe. And uh, we're going to talk about money today. This is a, a topic I really, really care about. I've done a few videos and episodes here on managing money, and I've I continue to get good feedback from this. And I asked you guys a while back, do you want me to talk more about money? And I got a resounding yes. So if you want practical training on how to manage and handle the money that you're making as a business owner, I'm gonna be covering a lot of those topics in the coming months. So stay tuned and we're gonna get super practical with one of those topics today. Before we jump in, I wanna give you a gift. If you're newer to business or you wanna launch that online business and you want some step-by-step -step instruction, I wanna give you my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. This is a step-by-step -step checklist of what to do for the next four weeks to go from no audience to making your first few hundred dollars 30 days from now. And in the process, you will have learned a ton about how these passive income style businesses work and you will have built the foundation for your online business that you can then scale from there. This is a super helpful guide, super easy to read. It's literally bullet points. So it makes it easy, it makes it fast, that you can dive in with the material right away. And it's my gift to you just for hanging out with me today. So grab it at grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. I'm gonna link to it below if you're watching on YouTube. That's grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. It's my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. A lot of my students have been using this and implementing it and getting a lot of success, and it's free. It's a gift, so enjoy. All right, let's jump into the bank accounts today. This will be super to the point and practical. Uh, this is important. You got to have these. And you might be thinking, well, Graham, I have a bank account. So aren't I good? Well, if you have one, that's great. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but not good enough. So I'm going to break it all down for you, why you need these five types, what they are, and how they all work together. And let's just start off by addressing the elephant in the room. And I'm not going to call you out by name because I don't know you or your situation all that well. Uh, this relationship's a little distant. That's okay. So we're safe. But you might know if I'm talking to you. There are some of you out there who let your business money commingle with your personal money. You might have linked your personal bank account to your Kajabi Stripe account or whatever. And so when you make a sale, it goes into your personal bank account, the same bank account that you pay groceries out of the same bank account you pay your mortgage or your rent out of. That's a problem. That's a mess. That is a giant mess. Do you think anyone would be cool if the CEO of a major Fortune 500 company 
used his personal bank account for the company's bank account when all the credit cards are charged, all that money goes into his personal bank account? Do you feel comfortable trusting that CEO to pay all his bills for the company and pay all the employees out of the account after he takes care of himself? I don't care how upstanding of a CEO that person might be. That's just a recipe for disaster. Lack of trust, lack of tracking, lack of integrity, no real way to deal with any good financial planning. That's just messy. And that's what a lot of you are doing. A lot of you have zero bank accounts. You are, you might have a personal checking account or whatever, but you don't actually have a single business bank account. That's a problem. So step number zero is to create your own or open your own business checking account. That's the first of the five. This is so basic, but I have to address it because from experience, I know that's not everybody. And I know when I started, I didn't have a business account. You know, I just made money. Uh, I collected it for clients through PayPal and I deposited it in my personal account. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's like a little side business, but the moment you want to start accepting credit cards and start launching courses and you don't have to do much to be legitimate. You do need a business checking account. This is the number one bank account you need out of the five. A checking account, right, is a temporary account. It's where money comes in and goes out. So you need you have your personal bank account where you pay your bills uh, and, and maybe you got a previous paycheck or all those kind of things. And then you have your business checking account. So all money you make should go into that account. All money you spend should come out of that account. Okay? So all your business income, all your business expenses. The reason you do this is for accounting. Even if you're doing your own bookkeeping and it's very basic, it is easy to see how much money you made and what it costs, what your expenses were. So that when you file your taxes or if you have an accountant or a bookkeeper, they can keep track of all of that. That should always be separate. So if you don't have one, this is your day. This is your wake-up call, your warning call to get a business checking account. Now, in a lot of states in the U.S., and I can only speak to the U.S., if you are an individual, you might not be able to open a business checking account unless you have incorporated your LLC. You don't need that. In a lot of states, you can use a DBA, doing business as, or fictitious names, it's called in Florida, uh, where you file with the state. You might pay a couple hundred dollars, but then you can have a business, doing business as, or fictitious name. So if your business was like mine originally, the Recording Revolution, but I am Graham Cochran doing business as the Recording Revolution. So then I can get that piece of paper from my state government. I've paid a couple hundred bucks to register that. And then I can take that to the bank and I can say to the bank, hey, I would like to open a business checking account for this Graham Cochran DBA or fictitious name, the Recording Revolution. That's usually all you need. It's a little bit different from state to state. So just find out how do I open a business checking account? You can talk to your bank where you do your personal banking and say, hey, I have a business. I want to open a business checking account, but I'm a sole proprietor. What do I need to open that business checking account? Do I need to file with the state? What, what, like, what do you guys need? It depends on the bank. It depends on your state. Find out, but get it open. And then you set up your Stripe or Kajabi or wherever, your, your PayPal, wherever you're accepting credit card payments or whatever for your courses or memberships. You have that all get deposited in your business checking account. And then you use your business debit card or if you get a business credit card, you have one separate just for your business and it's all paid out of that account. It goes in, it goes out. That's also how you pay yourself. Part of keeping it separate is to remind yourself that you're a big boy, you're a big girl. This is a business. So this isn't just money just commingling and mixing. This is, I can see how much my business made, how much it costs every month to create that income, all my expenses. What can I afford to pay myself now? 
and then you pay yourself a salary. It should be a set salary. Ideally, set a salary, and then every 12 months, you can increase it if you find yourself trending upwards, right? Don't just pull all your money out and give it to yourself. That's, that doesn't make sense because you might have a couple of months where your, your income goes way down, and now you don't have any money to pay yourself or your bills. So you always want to pay yourself a set salary, but you can, of course, cut yourself a bonus check at the end of the year or increase your salary if you've averaged higher over the last 12 months. And if you just have a checking account for your business and a checking account for your personal money, all your paycheck has to be, if you're a sole proprietor, is just transferring the money, okay? So you might decide, I can afford to pay myself $1,000 a month right now. Maybe you're making $2,000 on average, and it costs you about $500 a month to pay all your bills. So you want a little bit of buffer because one month you might only make 1000 You want to be able to say, I'm going to pay myself, or I can afford to pay myself $1,000 a month. So money goes in, expenses go out, and then you pay yourself or transfer to yourself, your personal checking account, the $1,000. See how this works? If your business entity changes and you become like an S-corp, as an LLC S-corp, where you now are on payroll for yourself. And if that sounds confusing, don't worry about it. You can talk to your accountant or CPA down the road if you want to go that route. And there's tax benefits to doing that for certain situations, for most situations as you start to grow. Then you technically get a W-2 paycheck. Uh, and then you can also take distributions as a shareholder. Two different ways. It's the same concept. You still have to have a separate checking account. That business income goes in and out. And then you get paid out of that. Keep it separate. That is the first of the five bank accounts that you need, a business checking account. Number two, you need a business emergency savings account. So wherever you have your business checking account, open up a savings account. You are going to designate for you that this savings account is for emergencies. What this means is your business costs a certain amount of money to run every month. So if you use Kajabi, you know, you're paying for that every month. Uh, if you've got any kind of additional tools that you use or social media tools that you use or you pay for deadline funnel or you pay for some cool tool or Zapier or Zapier, however you pronounce their brand, to whatever the tools are, right? If you have any assistance that you pay for, virtual assistance, if you have a graphic designer on retainer, whatever it costs in a regular month to keep the virtual doors open, times that by three, and that's your minimum amount you need in this business emergency savings account. So if it costs you $500 a month to keep your doors open, then you want at least $1,500 set aside in that account. If you want to have a little bit more leeway, then do six months. The idea here is if you have a dry spell, if something happens and people aren't buying and you have three to six months where you're not making any money, you want to have money set aside to keep paying for Kajabi, keep paying for all these other tools, your website, whatever it is, to keep the doors open so you can have time to figure out how to make more money and fix the thing and right the ship. You never want to be working month to month, whether in your personal life or in your business life. So your business needs an emergency fund, just like your personal life needs an emergency fund. So many people, when the pandemic hit and they were furloughed or their business was cut or they're fired, now they have no way to live because their, their income source dried up. That's not smart. You can never predict what's going to happen. So predict for the unpredictable. Plan for the unplannable. Have reserves not only in your personal life, but in your business, because your business is an entity that has expenses as well and has an income as well. And when one of those things dries up, you need to be able to keep paying your bills. So that's the second bank account you want. It's just a simple savings account. You can do it right there. So it's linked to your checking account. And then for the next few months, as you have some profit 
after paying your bills and paying yourself, take some of your profit and put it into your emergency account until you have three months to six months of your business expenses, right? If you have employees, this includes your team, what it costs to pay them every month. If you have $10,000 worth of payroll, then you need at least $30,000 minimum, that's just for the payroll, in your savings account so that you can continue to pay your employees even if you have some bad months. That's how a real business works. They agree to pay you a salary. How do they do that? How do they guarantee they're gonna have enough to pay your salary? Well, they've paid you as little as they possibly can, and they should have reserves. A lot of them use lines of credit. That's kind of a dumb way to run your business. You don't wanna be borrowing money when times get tough. That's the worst time to be borrowing money. So you wanna plan and have cash so when times get tough, you can keep paying your employees and yourself if you need to. That's the account number two, emergency savings account. All right, third type of account that you need is a tax withholding account, okay? Here in the US, when you're an employee, you're a W-2 wage earner. What that means to the government is you have already filled out some forms, you get paid by your employer, but before you even see your paycheck, Uncle Sam, the federal government, takes their cut. That's tax withholding. They withhold some of your own money, your company does, to then pay your taxes for you, so then you get less. You get your net paycheck, right? That's why it's always less than your gross paycheck. Well, at the end of the year, when you're an employee and you're filing your taxes, Usually you're hoping to get a refund because you might have overpaid your taxes. When you're in business for yourself, this is one of the biggest mistakes I see small business owners making, is they're not used to withholding taxes themselves because they're used to getting it taken out of their paycheck. So they see money coming in every month, they think that's all theirs. It's not all yours. You have to pay federal income tax in this country. So there, there's no one taking it out of your account for you. There's no one taking out of your paycheck for you. So it is your job to set aside money every month to pay your taxes. Now, in the US, if you're a sole proprietor, you wanna set up uh, a tax account with the EFTPS. It's the Electronic Federal Taxpayer System. And what this is, is a federal government website. You link up your, your checking account. This will be your business checking account, of course, not your personal, because we're no longer co-mingling money. Once that's set up, you're supposed to pay quarterly to the federal government your taxes. Well, how much are you supposed to pay, Graham? Well, that it all just depends on a bajillion things. Your tax bracket for your whole household income, your deductions, whether you, you itemize your deductions, like do you have a mortgage and do you give a lot of money away so that it makes more sense to itemize or do you take the standard deduction? All this stuff you can figure out with a few online calculators of what like your federal tax is probably going to be at your level. So you can do some rough estimates and find out basically a percentage, right? What's the percentage that you're probably, your, your effective tax rate percentage is it going to be? Is it 20%? Is it 25%? If in doubt, you want to plan for at least 25%. As your income grows, it's going to be higher. But when in doubt, set aside 25%. And what this looks like practically, money comes in, at the end of the month, you look at how much you made, and take 25% of that, and you want to put it in this third bank account, your federal tax withholding bank account. It's just another savings account. I'm giving it a fancy name. All it is, you open up a second savings account, and you call it tax. It's your tax account. And what you're going to do is take that percentage that you decided. You decide the percentage. So let's say I made 2000 last month, and I've decided that 25% is probably close to what my taxes are going to be. Again, it doesn't have to be perfect. Then I say, okay, well, 25% of what I made last month is 500 bucks. I'm gonna put that in my tax savings account. 
and I'm gonna do that next month and then the next month. And now I have three months of taxes set aside in the savings account and every quarter, and then I'm gonna pay my taxes through the EFTPS website. And I'm gonna just pull all that money out from the last quarter and pay it all one, one lump sum for that quarter. I do that four times a year. So I'm setting aside in my savings account for taxes every month, but then paying it every quarter. By the end of the year, when I'm filing my taxes, I'm probably pretty close. I Maybe I overpaid, maybe I underpaid, but at least I've been paying throughout the year and I'm not hit with a tax bill that comes out of nowhere. Again, this is just another savings account. That's all we're doing here. So figure out how much you think percentage-wise you're gonna set aside and make sure you do that every month. Otherwise, you're gonna get in trouble with the IRS or you're gonna have to come up with money at the end of the year and that just feels really frustrating. It's, it's the opposite feeling of getting a tax refund. It's like, oh, I owe $20,000? I don't have that. Then you have to work out some kind of payment plan with the, the government and you're in debt basically to the government. You don't wanna do that, okay? So tax withholdings is the second or excuse me, third bank account, but it's the second savings account you need. You have a checking, an emergency savings, a tax savings, all right? Number four bank account is a long-term savings account, okay? You're saving for emergencies, which is generally one time, because once you get that full, you don't have to keep putting money in it, right? So you have some buffer for your business. Then you're always setting aside money and taking it out for your taxes. That's kind of in, out, in, out. This third one is this long-term business savings account. This is where I want you to take a percentage of your profit every single month put it into that long-term savings account. What is this for? This is for anything. You wanna buy some podcasting equipment and you need you don't have the money every month you pull from this account. You've been setting aside, so I buy a microphone. I need a new computer. I'm gonna buy a new laptop. I need a new camera, so I buy a new camera. I need some lighting. I want to build out a cool home studio or a YouTube studio. I need some more lighting. I want to be able to hire somebody, but I, I want a cushion of cash for their future salary or contractor pay uh, before I hire them so I feel comfortable. Whatever you want to do, you want to buy an office or build an office, whatever, set aside money in the account for that, right? You want to be able to have capital or cash sitting aside that's not used for taxes, it's not used for your bills, it's not your personal paycheck, it's just accumulating some cash so that when an opportunity comes, uh, maybe there's an opportunity to invest in another business. Maybe there's an opportunity to buy out a competitor. Maybe there's an opportunity to uh, buy some equipment that's on sale from a buddy who's just you know dissolving his business. You want cash so you're ready to go. Go back in time a little bit when we had the global recession of 2008, 2009, the financial crisis. A lot of businesses went out of business for a lot of reasons. A lot of it was bad money management for honestly, they weren't prepared for something like that. And we should always be prepared for a recession. They happen every nine years, if not sooner. But the businesses that had lots of cash in these long-term savings accounts were able to buy up real estate, office equipment, hire people, all at a discount because they had cash when everyone else was struggling. So you always wanna be saving for stuff that you might not even know you're gonna need for your business so that you can keep getting whatever you need for your business. I tell a lot of people when they're starting their businesses, I tell them to jump on Kajabi right away because it's just so much better. You're gonna make so much more money with Kajabi. And people say, well, Graham, I don't have $150. I think the base price, the lowest plan is $150, something like that a month. They're like, well, I'm not making any money. How do I have $150 a month for a bill? I'm like, dude, save up. So you've got at least six months worth of Kajabi, launch your business, and then you'll be making money in six months to pay for Kajabi. Like, just do basic math. Save up some capital. And that's even if you're starting. Anybody can save $150 a couple of times, and then you're ready to roll. The same is true for your business. You don't know what future expenses you might want to have because it allows you to move forward in your business. So save 
for those things. That's a fourth bank account, but third savings account. So you got a checking, then three other savings accounts. If you're wondering, hey, Graham, all my bank, my bank gives me like a minimum for all these savings accounts, or they, they charge me for these savings accounts. Well, then either move to another bank or open up an online savings account, right? That you can link to your bank. And that way you can transfer stuff to that. For example, Capital One 360 or Ally Bank or any of these. There's a lot of online savings banks these days which have zero minimums, zero fees, and usually a higher interest rate as well. Although I'm not worried about the interest rate because interest rates on bank accounts are pretty crap these days. Uh, you're really doing this to have your money separate and have them like allocated. And even with like Capital One 360, for example, I use that for a lot of personal savings accounts. You can nickname them whatever you want. So that way you can visually know that's my emergency money, that's my tax withholding, and that is my future savings for the business. So if you ever run into like minimums or fees at your local bank that you're doing business on, you could still link that account to an online bank that might give you a better deal. All right, fifth and final bank account you need isn't actually a bank account. It's a retirement account. If you do not have a retirement account, you are hurting your future self. Making money is great, but there will come a point in time when you no longer want to work, no longer can work, no longer are valuable in the marketplace. Your business gets dissolved. A pandemic changes what people pay for. You never know what's going to happen. So you always want to be wealth building every month not just making money for the here and now. So many online business gurus teach you how to have a lifestyle. And I appreciate, in one sense, what they're trying to do, show you how to make money so you can live the lifestyle you want. And in a way, I help you do that as well. But it's so short-sighted. Anybody, and I don't mean anybody, can make a good living online and have a great lifestyle. That is why I do this every single week, because I believe that you can do this. But no one stays in business forever. No one. And no one can predict the future. No one. So what you and I need to be doing is not only having a great lifestyle every single month, but wealth building every single month. And the best way to build wealth in America and in most uh, Western nations is through some kind of tax-deferred retirement account through the government. These are gifts from your government. Some people disagree, but they're wrong. These are gifts from the government that allow you to save, and not only save, but then use that money to buy investments like mutual funds, bonds, stocks, things like that, and pay no taxes on the gains, and pay no taxes on the income that you made that you put into that account. The taxes on the gains and on the income are eventually taxed when you pull them out years later, so it's tax deferred. But the idea is you save money now on your taxes so that you have more to invest, and then all the growth is tax-free for many, 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 many years, so you can compound money on money that would have gone to taxes, so you can make more than you would have otherwise, and then you only pay taxes when you start to pull it out when you're in your 60s or 70s as income like you would with a paycheck. You can build so much wealth and save so much money in taxes if you just take advantage of these accounts. In America, they're called 401ks, they're called IRAs, uh, for the individual business owner, there's the individual 401k, there's the SEP IRA, self-employment IRA. I personally use an individual 401k with a company called Vanguard. This allows me to put up to $58,000 a year into my retirement account, 
skip taxes and buy index funds that are stocks and bonds that will grow and compound tax deferred for years. It's insane. As your business grows, you're going to move up into a much higher tax bracket and you're going to be paying a lot of money for taxes. Using an individual 401k or a SEP IRA is a great way to minimize your tax bill. Money that would go to the government and would probably get wasted, if I'm being honest, uh, can go right into your pocket. And then not only can go to your pocket and keep it, but then you can use that money that would have gone to the government to buy more investments to then compound, keep more of that money to buy more investments to compound. This is how you build wealth when you keep the tax man out of your money. And then you use that money to buy things that make more money and the compounding starts. So if you don't have a 401k, an individual 401k or a SEP IRA and you're in the US, open one up today. There's ones for business owners and there's ones for employees. The ones for business owners have much better parameters. You can put way more money in them. So like the individual 401k, for example, you can defer you know, up to whatever the normal 401k limit is. I think right now it's like 19,000 some change a year from your paycheck, but you can also do profit sharing from the business. So you can put like another 32 or 36 or whatever thousand into that account. It's all based on how much your salary is. So you usually have to be an S corp or C corp to make this work, S-Corp makes sense because you'd be an individual. But at the very least, open up an IRA. Open up some retirement account that gives you tax advantages and start building wealth by investing. Saving money will not make you wealthy. Saving money is great for certain things like buffer between you and life and long-term planning. But to build wealth, you have to buy investments. And a retirement account is a great way to do that. You can also buy real estate with your business profit. I do that as well. But that's never in place of a retirement account. Do both. Do both. Never bank on one thing. I don't, I don't bank on myself. I don't bank on real estate. I don't bank on the stock market. I don't bank on bonds. I do it all. I do it all because it all works and you want to diversify because you never know what's going to be happening from year to year. So that's the fifth bank account you need. It is a retirement account in the US. There's a lot of sites, Vanguard, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price, any of these are investment firms where you can, Charles Schwab, where you can open up a retirement account and start investing in it every single month, okay? This is a lot, but if you think about it, this is just bare bones. Like, this is just the bare minimum. There's a lot more you can do, but I think every small business owner needs these five accounts. A checking account, an emergency savings account, a long-term planning savings account, a tax withholding savings account, and a retirement account. If you have not opened all five, your homework this week is to open the rest of those accounts. If you've only opened two or three of them, open up the rest. If you've opened all five, great. I'm proud of you. And in fact, I want to know from you, if you want to leave a comment below, what is one account of those five that you haven't opened yet that you for sure are going to open up this week? Let me know in a comment below. I'd love to know because I want to encourage you to actually take action and run your business like a legit business. This is not hard. This doesn't cost you any money to open up accounts. It's just being a little bit more intentional, a little cleaner, and just taking care of your business. No pun intended. There you go. Let me know about that, where you're at with that, all five of those accounts. And if you haven't already grabbed your copy of my 30-day online income jumpstart, download it for free as my gift to you. Kickstart your business. Launch it into high gear in the next 30 days from no audience to income in 30 days. It's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Grab your copy there. And then guess what? Don't just grab it. Read it and implement it. You'll have more money in your pocket 30 days from now. And then you can put it where it belongs in one of these five 
bank accounts. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Hope this was helpful to you. Let me know also in a comment if you want more money episodes like this. I've got them in the pipeline. Let me know if you like this kind of content. I'll keep it coming. If you don't, then I won't. I'm not here to waste your time. I'm only here to serve you. So you let me know and I will respond accordingly. Stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll see you in another episode real soon. Thank you.